0: Today, we talk beverage photography with my friend Freddie Clark on Behind the Shot. Hi, welcome to Behind the Shot. I'm Steve Brazzle, and I've got a great show lined up for you today. First of all, I want to remind you with this show, and for that matter, every show that I do, if you head to the website, BehindTheShot.tv, you can find a little bit that I wrote about my guest. You can find a sample of their photography as well, and all the links that we talk about in today's show will be there too. And we've got an archive of shows there, so make sure you go check it out. As well, if you want to watch this as a podcast or listen to this as a podcast, it's available wherever you get your podcasts in either audio-only or video format, and if you don't have a podcast app or service that supports video, the video is also available on YouTube. I would ask if you are watching on YouTube, please head down, click the subscribe button. The statistics tell me that a lot of you that do watch are not subscribed, so hit that button, hit the bell. That way you'll know every time I release something new, whether it be a normal behind-the-shot episode or one of the photo critique shows that I do with my buddy Don Komarechka. And that brings us up to today's guest. Now, today's guest is a return guest, uh, a friend of mine has been on the show before. New Jersey-based beverage and food photographer Freddie Clark. Freddie, how are you, man? I am well, Steve. How you doing, man? I'm doing quite well, actually. You and I know each other, which is great because you you'd be surprised how often on this show. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I get people I've never met before, and it's neat because I don't already know them. I don't kind of know what they're about or their history or anything, and I get to research them. But at the same time, it's really fresh, refreshing to sit down with a friend and talk photography. So I, I, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, I'm, hap- I'm happy to be here. You know what I was just thinking about before?
1: The last time I was on was like, I think it aired in January 2020 before like the whole thing blew up. Right. Right like, the before. Whole world. Yep. Right before. Right before. And yep.
0: we should say that when you were on that last time, so you're a food and beverage photographer. You're based in New Jersey. But when you were on the first time, we talked food photography. And mm-hmm. we had this, I, I keep calling it a tart, but what is it? Tartan. Yeah. It was an apple tart. Yeah. yeah. Okay, apple tart. Yeah, and that's fine. I got so many cool tips. Like the fact the I don't want to ruin it. Go watch the show, people, if you want to, but let's just say it was raised off the table, which was just something I had honestly never thought of. And today we're gonna to talk about beverage photography. And there's there's not a lot out there. Like I went looking. The, everything you see is food photography. I don't see a lot on beverage photography, so I'm excited about today. But before we dive into that, for those that didn't see the first show yet, you and I started out similar. We've both been in radio. Yes. We've both been in tech. Yep. And, and now- <laughs> and <we're> both photographers. <laughs> and we're both photographers. But you did do yep. something different than me. Your, your photography started with portraits and landscapes and even weddings. Yes. before you landed on food and beverage photography. And and I think what I'm curious about knowing you now is that path. Explain to me, we know now you made it through the radio and the tech. When you got into photography, explain how you went from starting going through multiple genres.
1: Um, I fell in love with photography, not necessarily any one aspect of photography. I just wanted to, I knew I enjoyed being a photographer, having a camera in my hand. And it was really, I guess, an exploration of what was I going to grow into as a photographer? And I really went looking for different things, uh, you know, and I tried my hand at all kinds of different things. I mean, like you said, portraits. I, I I had a meetup group where we would do portrait photography. I did some weddings, you know, and put the shingle out and did weddings, which if you do weddings, God bless you. Yes. And may, may God keep you and keep you safe because it is, it is brutal work. Um, So, you know, and it was just really through, through trying different things, what I realized like, okay, that's okay, but I don't want to do that. And it was actually a rainy day that got me to do beverage. And it was the food. I, like I said, the food came about because I have a cousin who owns some restaurants on Staten Island and he asked me to do some photography for him. And I was like, sure. And let me go figure, you know, figure it out, do some reading, do some research beforehand. You know, and and in hindsight, I, I've told him those were probably the worst photos in the world, but you know, he was cool with them. And I've since, you know, redone them since for him um, a couple times. But then um the beverage stuff really came out of a rainy day where I had nothing to do. And I had a weekend to myself. It was like a Saturday, Sunday, and it was literally a rainy, miserable, cold weekend. And I wanted to shoot. I didn't want to go out. Um, and I'm like, well, what am I going to shoot? So I was looking around. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I pulled some beer out of the fridge, and I was like, wow, all right, I got some. Let's shoot some beer. Let's see what that's like. Let's see how how I get with that. And um you know I still have the, those photos no one will ever see them yeah. because they are terrible <laughs> um the lighting is off the specular highlights are terrible the 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 gla- the prep made it look like the glass was just soaking wet dripping um but it was it was a start and then it was just like everything else in my photography and this I really liked um and it was just as I got better and I could see the the stuff glistening and the the liquid glowing and you get the the glass just right,
0: I'm like this, yeah, this is where this is where I want to live. This okay, is where, so, this is where. So let me ask you this. No. Yeah. Based on the story that you just told, I'm curious. You still have those original photos that nobody will ever see. Yeah. But with the with the skill set and knowledge you've got now, if you were looking at Freddie Clark during that shoot. Right, like like you were standing in the room as young Freddie Clark was shooting that first shoot. Yeah, and okay. you're standing in the back, going, "Just don't say anything. Just leave him alone. He'll make his mistakes." You know, I, I can't be quiet. I've got to say, "What? What is the one thing Uh-oh. you would have told him on the set that day? Going, you don't want to do that." I wouldn't. No, I would have smacked him
1: over his lighting technique. Is what I what I would have done because he was lighting it all wrong. I mean, it was just it was atrocious. It was. Um, and, and then it was, that was no light, not enough, nearly enough light. And then I remember then making a the mistake da- a little bit down the road where it was just way too much. Like it was like nuclear beverage, you know? Um, but at that moment, I would have to say it was like, you just did not light that nearly enough. Okay.
0: Yeah, that it was, makes the, the sense. The glass and was dark. The glass was dark. So your photos have been in books. There's a, a book on Amazon, A Meal for All Seasons, Anton's at the Swan. You are an educator. So same place. In fact, the reason I ever met the people at Princeton Photo Workshop, which are some of the nicest people you will ever meet in this industry, actually, uh, was because of people like you and people like Don Komarechka introducing me to them. So you do do stuff for Princeton Photo Workshop. Tell me a little bit about the type of stuff you teach.
1: Uh, For them, I have done done some food classes. I've done some beverage classes. uh, We've done a splash class. Um, coming up in August, I'm actually doing just a photo basics, like a beginner class. Like you just got a, you just got a a camera and, and, and what are we going to do with it now? Um, and I'm putting together with them like a still life studio class, uh, that will, it's not announced yet. I think it's going to be for November, but if you go keep checking, that will pop up where, um, Where we're going to do, well, the nice thing what we're doing now is it's not just, you know, we did the whole last year where it was just Zoom, just remote. Right. And then then we've done in the past where we could be together just together. But now we've kind of merged them and and it's becoming, I think, a really cool thing where, you know, like we're going to do one session virtually. Then if you want to attend the second live session, we're going to do the live session in studio. Oh. So we can have people back together again. Um, And so the first session, yeah, right, exactly. Right. So the first session will be, you know, to, um, to get everybody together. I'm sorry. The first session is going to be to, you know, go through the basics, gear, uh, lighting techniques, lighting equipment, uh, modifiers, all you know, all the stuff that you don't need to necessarily be together to do. But then we're going to get together and it will be an actual shoot. And then, um, you know, probably, I think it's going to be about four hours in the studio and we're going to do a couple, few different setups. And then the task will be a, we're going to give you two weeks to then go back and do some homework and and put together a shot. And then the last session will be virtual again and will be a, like a critique session. So it will, you know, it will give some opportunity to, you know, because there are some really good things about this right, right. here. I agree. You know, and then there are some really good things about being together in person. So, you know, and and they've been very open to that. Barbara and Alan at Princeton Photo have been great at that. And, you know, seeing that and helping to bring those together, because even the even a beginner class is going to be very similar. We're going to do, you know, a virtual, then do a live walking through Princeton and then do another virtual. So it's going to be a nice merging of the the two
0: worlds. And, and I agree with you. When I did my workshop, it was all remote over Zoom because pandemic. Uh, but at the same time, there were things I wished I could have done in person, but there were some things that actually I could argue were better by the fact that we were all in a comfortable spot in our home talking for a long period of time. Speaking of workshops, I have mentioned this on every recent show and I've put it on social media, but I'm doing a workshop in October. The workshop that I am doing (laughs) is Freddie's idea. So I'm going to let you describe the Wanderer's Photo Workshops. Uh, Okay. And again, this to me, the fact that you even asked me to participate in this, I was like, what? Because to me, this is a really cool concept you came up with. So explain to people the Wanderer's Photo Workshop.
1: Sure. Well, first off, I was changing a light bulb, fell off the ladder and hit my head. So that's where the idea came from. Um, no, I'm, uh, it, actually, I'm going to give credit. The idea for these actually came because I loved the work of Anthony Bourdain, and I—I I mean, yes, my, ask Peggy, yes, my daughter Sarah. I was, you know, they joked around that he was my man crush, um, and I could not get enough of 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 his work and and his show. And I, one night, I was trying to really analyze it, and I'm like, well, what is it really about? I'm like, well, it's not really about the food per se. The food is part of it. It's not necessarily all about the place because that place is part of it, yeah. But it's about the people and getting together with people and making relationships and seeing how people other places live. You just just said
0: something that's interesting to me, by the way, because you're spot on. With the Bourdain, the late, great Anthony Bourdain, the food was the reason was, was the, the, um, the reasons, the excuse. wrong word It, it was, was the excuse. excuse thank you. Goes, yep. the, the food yep. was the excuse to get together, but it was really watching the conversation, watching him not want to say no, when they offered him something unusual to eat, you know, I'm not, not going blood sausage. Sorry. <laughs> I I've described these workshops as an opportunity, opportunity to experience the the people, the history the music and the food of a destination city in one workshop, right? Exactly, and
1: that's and that's when 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 I had when I had that realization and what Bourdain does, I said to myself, "Well, how can I how can I bring this into photography?" And it, that was exactly what you just said. It's go to places and really dive into the place. You know, look, New Orleans has a ton of of you know, uh, touristy things and we're going to see them, but we're going to go beyond that. We're going to deep dive into the people, the music, the food. Cause that, I mean, a place is brought up, made up of the people, the, the food, the music, the buildings, the architecture and, and the vibe of the place. So that was, that was the, how do I bring that all together? And then I'm thinking, well, this is going to be a monstrous thing for one photographer to, to pull off. Um, you know, just, I didn't think it was possible for just have one. I'm like, all right, then how do I, I'm like, well, I'll bring in, I'll bring in a a food, I'll bring in a food photographer. I'll bring in a music photographer. I'll bring in someone to teach street and architecture, you know, and then it got to the point where as I was building it, it just became, it was becoming such a big, such a big behemoth that I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm even going to take a step back and not be a primary teacher. I'm going to bring in three other people who I know I trust implicitly to teach. I love their work. I think they're great teachers. And, you know, that's where the idea came from to bring in you to teach, to teach music, you know, to bring in,
0: go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just, well, go ahead and say the other ones that you were saying.
1: No, I was, to bring in you for music, to bring in Ant to do uh, street. I mean, I, I, in my mind, in in photography today, Ant is probably one of, Ant Pruitt is probably one of the foremost premier educators. I mean, his style is amazing. He makes it, it so simple yeah. and so easy. Um, and, he, and he just, he's he's talking to people. He's not talking at them. Um, you know, and I was just like, I got, he's got to be part of this. And then um, with, with Andrew Scrivani, who uh, is a New York Times food photographer, he's done cookbooks. And I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I call myself a food photographer, but Andrew was one of the premier food photographers out there. And also, I mean, an excellent teacher. He's done creative live things. I mean, so I wanted to bring in three people who, even if I had to turn my back for a half hour to to deal with something or I knew, okay, well, you know what? I don't need to watch Steve teach concert photography. He's got this and I can trust him implicitly. So I know the people are going to get the best they're going to get, um, anywhere with, with the people we've brought together.
0: And, and let's be clear while you're taking a step back because Andrew's handling quote unquote food and beverage, you're still going to be there and you're still going to be involved. I completely agree with what you, with what you say about Ant almost to a point of frustration because I hear Ant deliver things and it's like, my God, how does he do it so just having a conversation, sitting around the table? Yeah. It's yeah. so, and, and so maybe, easy to maybe absorb. It's this,
1: maybe it's the Southern thing because he's yeah. from the South. He's just, you know, but he's just so, uh, so personable and so friendly about it. And it's just, you know, and yeah, and and you're right. I am definitely going to be teaching things. And the other thing, about, there's two other pieces of this that I, I think are really important for for the Wanderers in New Orleans. The first is also is is also it's New Orleans, and yeah, I fell in lo- I fell in love with that city the first time I went there. Look, I'm a I was born and bred in New York, and I will always be a New Yorker. But New Orleans, just I, I the first time I was there, I was just like, man, this place just. This place just I, the, the vibe of this place just resonates with me so much that it's it's the only other city I would ever be caught dead living in okay. other than New York. You know, if I was going you know, to other cities are well and good. Nothing against, you know, you guys on the West Coast with Los Angeles and such. But, you know, I, I'm very particular with my cities and New Orleans. I just fell in love with it. So I wanted to be able to have it the first one, especially there to convey that love. Um, And then the other piece of it was that not only bringing great instructors together, but having everybody spend all their time together. Um, You know, you're going to, you're going to see all of us, all four of us all the time, right? Right. We're going to be walking down the street together for the, for the, the street. Everybody's going to be when you're at the concert and at the, at the, uh, the stage concert that we're going to be doing with, with the concert, the music stuff. Um, everybody's going to be at the restaurant when we're shooting for for food. Um, everybody's going to be having every meal together. So you're going to have plenty of opportunity to actually, not just when Steve is teaching, but to pick his brain for four or five, you know, we're, for, we're, the, for the four, four days. We're going to be
0: there to answer questions. If, we're, if Ant's teaching street and he's talking to somebody and and you just have a question on something, you come and ask somebody else. That's absolutely... Right. exactly. But, but one thing I want to touch on really quick, and I promise everybody we will get to the photo here in just a second because <laughs> it's whiskey. So I'm going to be really happy with the shot. But it's also inclusive of so much. And I think that's where people need to really understand from a price point of view, what you are getting in this workshop.
1: Yes, so it is, um, yes, because at first blush, you may look at the webpage and go, whoa, but- it in so first off, you know, three instructors plus myself. All of the hotel, your hotel is com- is covered in that. All of your food is covered in
0: that. All of your transportation is. I mean, covered except in if that. you want to buy yeah. your own snack.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, all, all you know, three square meals a day, and, and it's New Orleans. You are gonna eat, and right. you are gonna. If if you walk away from a table hungry in New Orleans, it's your own fault. Right. Um. You know, and um. You know, the only thing we're not including is is the alcohol, and you know, because that would then this would be twice the amount. But you know, um, everything else is included. You get to the hotel, and basically, you are you are my guest in New Orleans for the rest of the time. And we're going to get you, you know, transportation, whether it be the uh, an Uber that we're going to take at night, or a little mini bus that we're going to take out to a destination, or the streetcar uh, out to the Garden District. Everything else is included. The only time you're going to have to open your wallet will be with uh, with the bev- with uh, you know alcohol. So, um, so that's why it is what it is, and it is. I mean, it's when I tell you it is going to be four packed days. Um, I never, have October 10th through the 14th. Um, and we are going to be going the entire time to the point where it won't surprise me if people say, you know what, I'm going to take a little break. I'll meet you at dinner after th- I'm going to skip something and meet you at dinner. And, and that's cool too, but it's going to be, you know, starting the mornings, wandering the French quarter with aunt leading street work. Then, uh, one day you know, we're, you know, setting up your, um, your uh, staged concert shoot. Another time, another day in the a- mid-afternoon, um, Andrew teaching food. Right. Uh, another, you know, so it, it's, it's good and they're going to be packed. And I'm working on some special surprises. The I will tell you right now, the the agenda itinerary is not 100% yet, but we are, it's basically just because of adding more and more all
0: the time. And we, we should probably add that. There are a few exceptions to the all-inclusive type thing, like the alcohol, plane flight there, stuff like that. But if you want yeah, all yeah, the plane, details- you got to get there. You yeah, get I mean, to the hotel. And, and to the it's, hotel. Yeah. Uh, so if you want there. all the details, where do people go? Wanderersphoto.com. And that's
1: that's where you, you can find all the information. You can email me if you've got further questions. The, my, my email address is linked right there as well on the website. So, I mean, that's the place
0: to go. Uh, you can sign up. Um, and uh, get all the info, and pretty much that's the place. Okay, so I'm looking forward to this. And again, wanderersphoto.com, and all the links for this and everything we're talking about. Again, in the blog post at behindtheshot.tv. So, photographing beverages, it seems yes. harder than food. Yes.
1: Um. <laughs> you, you well, they, look food has its food has its has its work too uh, you know so it is it has different challenges. I'm not going to say harder. It has different challenges and the biggest challenge is the reflection of glass. Most beverages come in a glass, right I don't care you know whether it be alcoholic beverages, soda, orange juice in the morning, most everything's in a glass and glass ref, glass has reflections that can be challenging to deal with. So that's the, that's the, the biggest challenge of it. Um, and, and making sure and controlling your light exactly. Um, the other thing where, um, for a lot of the food work, you're trying to mimic natural light in a lot of ways. Um, and a lot of beverage stuff, at least a lot of my beverage stuff, um, I am not trying to mimic natural light at all. I'm, I'm creating my light and it's, it's pretty obvious. And sometimes I'm, I'm doing things that natural light wouldn't do at all. So it's, okay. it's
0: definitely a different thing. So when people are starting out, based on everything that you just said, what's, what's the one thing most people don't think about when they're starting out that they should?
1: Uh, the one thing is that the glass will see everything. It, glass can see everything. So the glass is looking back at you.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah.
1: All right so you will you will see yourself in a in a bottle you will see yourself and your camera in a glass and that's the part that get that's the that's the number the, the basic tricky thing about it is how do you work around not seeing the photographer and his big black camera right. Um, right dead center of of the of the glass or of the bottle okay that's that's one of the first things yeah
0: so here's the other question that i've been dying to know When I see, okay, when I see, I'm trying to think how to word this and not offend anybody. When I see food photography done really well, beverage photography Mm -hmm. done really well, there are props involved, including the picture we're gonna pull up here in just a second. Yeah. What is your mindset? Like I've seen props that are the plates chosen if it's a food shot and which plate the food is on, just like a chef would choose to present it on a certain plate or- You're shooting a beverage, but there's a plate in the scene or there's a glass in the scene, or here's one of my favorites. There's spills or water rings from the condensation on the table, not wiped up, left there intentionally as part of the scene. Mm -hmm. What's your mindset as you're choosing props? Uh, That
1: everything should be intentional to either the story you're trying to tell or the mood you're trying to convey. So, like the shot we're going to talk about, I wanted that going when I went into that shot. I wanted that to look very formal. I did not want it to look like a um, a bar scene or you know somebody just mixing drinks outside. And I've done you know I've done plenty of shots like that, but this shot in particular, I wanted it to be formal. Um, if I wanted it to be a little more casual again, yeah, yes, I would have the, the rings or, you know, spills or, uh, garnish, you know, uh, slices laying around, or, you know, uh, I did a shot the other day where I was using sugar cubes and I, oh. I left some sugar on the muddler, you know, and, and put the muddler in the scene, you know, so you want to just make sure that whatever you are using as a prop is conveying, it's there with intention to convey
0: a story. Okay. I like that. So you just brought up the shot that we're going to talk about today. So no better time than now to bring the shot up. I don't know if you have a name for this. So I named it. I call this Glenlivet (laughs) 12 for two. What do you call it? That's perfect. I usually just call it the Glenlivet shot. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. I I like the the 12 for two. sounds great. So we're both whiskey fans and a Glenlivet 12 for two is a really happy night for me. For those of you that are on the audio, I just want to remind you, you can see this shot at the website, right? All you got to do is go to behindtheshot.tv, find this episode, click the link. And in the blog post, along with what I wrote about Freddie, there is a sample gallery down at the bottom with some of Freddie's work as small sampling links to his website are there as well. But this shot is in there too. So let's break this shot down a little bit. First of all, And by the way, normally this shot, I've got a black background behind my guest and me and the logo and the the picture. This picture has a lot of black in it. And I wanted you to be able to see the crop really well, because we're going to get into that. I've got questions on that. And the black edges would make you have trouble seeing where the actual edge of the picture is. So I've got a dark gray background on this one. Again, if, if you're not watching the video, go take a look at the shot. This shot makes me thirsty. For those on audio, let me do it. That's a, the best thing you could say to me. That's oh the best my God, thing you can say When, when you. you sent this shot to me, I'm like, <laughs> honey, do I have any Glenn Glenlivet? Because <laughs> I don't have any Glenn Glenlivet 12 in the house. That needs to be remedied. To me, this is, you know, I, I don't want to say this and have it sound just like I'm complimenting you. Because I don't, I don't mean it just to compliment you. I, I would say this to Aunt Pruitt about this shot from you. This is one of the better beverage shots I have ever seen. Right? Thank it's you. got it's got Thank not you. only everything I want in a shot. The layout and lighting are really interesting. So for those of you on audio, it's it's a shot of a bottle of Glenlivet 12 Scotch. That is on the right rule of thirds, but there's some lens bowing where because he's shooting top down on these bottles, And these glasses, the bottom is smaller. The top of the bottle comes up and goes to the right. The bottle's like a leaning tower of Pisa. It it looks like it's leaning right a little bit, but basically right rule of third. On the left-hand side of the frame, there is a metal serving tray. Almost looks rusty in a way. It's kind of really rustic. And on that serving tray are two Glen Cairns glasses, which are glasses for drinking a Scotch whiskey, neat, no ice, right? The light in this is what really, to me, takes it to that level where I say it's one of the best beverage shots I've seen. It's a top-down lighting, which is completely, to me, counter my mindset of how I would light glass. Like, I would never think to do a top-down light on bottles and glasses, but it's so perfectly top-down that each glass almost has a light ring around it shadows everywhere else. Like these are spotlights, right? This is not diffused light, really. It's a spotlight. So even the tray, there's two spotlights on the glasses. The rest of the tray is dark, but not so dark that you can't see the details. And here's what's really cool. The the tray has a lot of design work in it and it's reflecting back into the glass, no blown highlights. And here's the thing I love. Glenn's Karen, Glenn Karen's glasses have the word Glenn Cairn's on the bottom. I can read it in both glasses. My God, man. Uh, The glasses land at the same kind of angle. The bottle's leaning to the right. The glasses angled in such a way they appear to be leaning to the left. So you've got the symmetry. Again, so much going on here. No blown highlights, which I don't know how you do that at all in this. Um, The top-down look makes them look like superheroes, and it's all on what I think, based on the light around the bottle, looks like black granite for the counter or whatever that they're sitting on. Am I close on all of this? Did I miss anything? Yeah. No, you hit a lot of it. Yeah, you hit a lot of it, definitely. Um,
1: Yeah, and that's – so the – like I said, I wanted it to look very formal, Um, but I also, because I wanted to come at this angle, I was, I knew I was going to use a wide angle lens. So I wanted to exaggerate a little bit that, that, that tilt. And in doing that, I wanted to make sure it was balanced. So I wanted, I purposefully went in, all right, I'm going to have, the bottle is going to be going to the right. I want those glasses to be be leaning to the left. And I wanted to basically have that almost, almost a V. If you look at it, yes. like, you know, okay. squint at it. It's almost or a, a triangle. V.
0: Like I, I love Zach Arias yeah. always talks about geometric shapes in a photo. And I see triangles in this shot very, very quickly. By the way, this was, you mentioned a wide angle lens. Uh, XF data says 24 to 70. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Just
1: tw- and, and at 20, I think I was at 24. Yeah. I think okay. I was at 24 for it.
0: Yeah. And then um, XF data also says, this is the body you're on camera with right now. The 5D Mark IV.
1: Yep, 5D Mark IV, uh the 24 to 70 uh 2.8. Um and then like, you know, I mean, I think I was at I was I wrote it down. I was at one sixtieth 60th of a second and then at F13. Um
0: wow. Okay.
1: The F the the F13 was really just a trying to being so being this close, you know, you're going to your depth of field is going to become an issue. So when you, when you say to me, you know, this is a great shot, Thank you, Steve. But it's seven shots. This is whoa, not whoa, one whoa, shot. whoa. Say, wait, hold on. This is se- this is seven photographs.
0: This is a stack. Yeah. Hold on.
1: <laughs> really? Yep. This is a stack. Yep. This is a stack because I ran into problems. Um, in, in getting, especially getting the bot, well, I ran into focus stack, I ran into focusing problems, no doubt. I hit the, um, you know, I was probably what was, I was like two feet away, right? Maybe two, maybe, maybe two and a half feet away. Um, so there was no way I was getting every word in that bottle from, from
0: foil down to the bottom of the label. There was no way I was getting. Which makes total sense, which also answers that one part and that is that i can read glenn karen's in the bottom of the glasses and i don't know why i would have thought this again this lens this angle i mean 24 is pretty wide so your depth of feels pretty deep but that is okay wow this is why i love doing the show because i gotta be honest with you i i feel like i should have known that and been able to figure that out or it should have just don komarechka would have gone oh that's a stack Oh yeah, he, Don Don would have probably found the edges. <laughs> exactly. But for me, it's like, what the hell, man? Uh, but again, you're shooting glass here. You're shooting three independent pieces of glass. And here's where that gets a huge problem to me. Glass, as you said, reflects. Glass reflects right. you. It also has problems with specular highlights and reflection of lighting, which right. when you- and correct me anywhere I'm wrong, I'm just brainstorming here. When you're shooting three independent pieces of glass, like if it's one piece of glass, okay, I can figure out my light. I can figure out how to not bounce that light off the glass in such a way that it clips and throws a ton of specular highlights I don't want, right? Not that specular highlights are evil, just I can control them. When you put three pieces of glass in three independent areas... You could adjust, theoretically, a light perfect on that bottle, look at the glass and go, oh, man, I'm seeing it in the glass. Nice. You had to do it for three nice. separate pieces of glass in different spots. Yeah. So
1: so my light here, so I'll give you, so the basic, my basic lighting kit is, you were right, there are spots. I am using spots, but that is not, the spots are, are for, are for dr- window dressing, okay? The uh, my basic lighting. Uh, so I started this with the fir- with the bottle first. I put the bottle on the table under on the tabletop. I put the tray on the tabletop. Right, no glasses on the tabletop. Okay, yeah, no no glasses on the tray yet. Um, to camera right, I have a um a Einstein in a strip box with a piece of diffusion material in front of it. The uh, the lead diffusion two sixteen material,
0: which makes sense um, for I the ha- for the highlight on the right side of the bottle,
1: right. And then if you look at the glasses as well, they have those they have those highlights as well. Both of them do. So there's and is a similar setup on the on the left on camera left where there's another light, another Einstein with the strip light modifier, and then the mo- then the uh, diffusion material. So that's my basic that's my basic lighting setup that I make sure those really don't move the no matter what piece of glass I have in the in the shot at once. Those all stay there. So okay. are you are you looking at
0: that as those two strip box boxes, those two Einsteins, you're creating ambient with those.
1: Yes, I'm creating my ambient and I'm giving that's what's giving the bottles their their um glow their depth their, oh, yeah. their no not even a glow yet their shape that's that though that lighting setup for me creates the shape for what i'm shooting okay okay because the diffusion will space will spread out the light and you'll see the i mean it's a little hot on the upper right shoulder of the bottle but it, it is a little you know it does diffuse and show this show the curvature of the bottle right same thing with same thing with the glasses that that piece of my lighting is something i use very often to give shape, to show the shape of my glassware. Okay. Um, I do not, I am not a big fan. Uh, I use it once in a while, but the, 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 the tight strip of light down the side of a bottle or down the side of a right. glass, you know, I mean, it's usually very defined, very, very uh, cut. I like it more diffused because I think it does give it the cir- the circle feeling like if you look at the the, the front glencairn glass I mean you can see into it and you can see the curvature of that glass right and the liquid you uh, can see especially the curvature the top. of the liquid it's, as well and the liquid yeah yeah, yeah. But, and, but and that's what that, that's what that light is doing for me okay then where where okay. do the spots come in okay so the spots I did want to have I did want to have those circles I wanted to create a spotlight effect. So on, it was very dark. The, the The tabletop was very dark and I wanted to do something to highlight each one of them. So the spots came in after um, where I would, and and then the spot also gives me the glow for the glasses. So what you're not seeing is underneath each one of those Glencairn glasses is a small tiny piece of gold, um, gold foil paper okay cut out to be the exact shape of the glencairn glass bottom oh, a little a, and a touch a touch smaller so the the when i figured out the angle of the spotlight on the glasses that also that not only gave me the um gave me the spotlight and the circles and the shadows but then the bounce back of that light gave me the glow for the for the scotch you put
0: again you put a reflector under the glass, basically. Yes, yes,
1: yes. And then it actually, it, I i was shocked. It was a happy accident that I was able, to you were able to see, I thought I was going to be, by doing that, I thought I was going to blow out the word, the letters for, for Glenn Claren. Um, but it actually didn't. Oh. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it.
0: Which again, um, it's one of the things I love is the detail that you can read in that. And that's a good point. You didn't lose that. That's really good that you do not right. lose that. But again, uh, your, your choices for props here, the black granity looking table, the, there's a million metal trays that you could choose for something like this, but this, this rustic texture with the glasses on it and you can see the reflection in the glass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when we went to when we went to Scotland, one of the things when we did the Highlands and and I mean, it was it the place just you go there and the place just screams. Time has passed here. There's been a lot of time has passed here. You know, I mean, just the fact of the the you know, how long it takes to make a, a bottle of whisk of scotch you know it takes time and they these people have been doing this for centuries right. so i did want to you know in, in picking my props i thought anything too shiny too new too glassy um was just not going to it wasn't going to fit with the bottle right it wasn't going to fit the you know with in my mind what what goes into creating a bottle of Scotch like this—the the, the history, the heritage, the time—so I wanted I wanted it to be something that was you know more of a timeless classic. So that's why I selected the, the tray. It just seemed like it was more, you know, the tray's looked like the tray's been around forever. It seems like right. And, so and that's Scott why Kelby in the episode the
0: Scott was on used the word timeless often, right? He's looking for timeless, and and you're right, right? If you had chosen stainless steel. It would have killed right. this. Plus you've got a freaking year. You've got an age in the picture on the bottle. And I love the fact that even though you're at 24 millimeter, the way, if you had gotten really close at 24 millimeter, these would have had lens distortion. Really the, the superhero look I'm getting of the top of the bottle being big and the bottom smaller and the, all of that really doesn't come across as distortion as much as perspective. And I love- right. I love that you did that. I, I guess one of my questions is, okay, you've got your ambient light, you've got your spotlights, but I've often heard that, you know, there are times when you want to see liquid in a glass, just like the way you photograph rain, you have to put the light behind the rain. Yes. So you've got a strip box on the right and a strip box on the left. When do you choose? What is what is the, you know, the, the short version of, This is when you backlight glass. This is when you don't. Okay. Um, I usually go with how
1: much glow do I want to get? Because you can... And now there is a light I haven't even mentioned yet. So we'll come back to that. Um, When you back... When you use those strip lights, you can back them down the... You can move them down the table and have them almost like at a from behind at a 45 degree or more angle so you can still get that you can still get the bottle curvature and you can get some light coming through the bottle or the glass too you can use them as your backlights quite often and I do that I do that quite a bit okay. but if I really want something to pop and really want you know I really want that 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 scotch in the in the bottle to glow that's where I do, that was, so this now is a different light that I am, and I am basically crafting and aiming, um, and, and, um, and scrimming. So it is just going to be as much as I possibly can. And you can see, I'll tell you, I'll give you, can you find it?
0: You can, there's a telltale sign. Hold on. Let me, let me get it full screen. Um, I see that. I see, okay. So in the front glass, I can see the two soft boxes. Okay. Right, in right. The front you can glass. see that, right? The telltale okay. sign but of in the, the uh, in yeah. Oh, in yes. the bottle. Hold on. Is it the top of the the top rim of the Glenlivet bottle? No. No, no. I, look the other way. You're you're
1: just at the wrong end of the bottle. Look at the the bottle, the, the hot spot in the oh, in, the, in the, the base of the bottle. You have a front light. Okay. I, I know I have a backlight. I have another backlight. Oh, coming through. And okay. that's the, Coming through. And so that is a, another backlight that I've snooted and scrimmed to give me that backlight and give me that glow of bottle. So, so this so scrim and the
0: snoot is how you're keeping it off the table.
1: Right, right. Well, and it also, a little, there's a little photoshopping, uh, you know, so in, in bringing the seven together, if you want to call the glow of the bottle the seventh of
0: the okay. shots. Yeah.
1: All right, um, the glow in the bottle is basically a shot unto itself. So everything other than the label, the the Glenlivet label, the eighteen twenty four label, that's that's a separate shot just to get the glow of the bottle of, okay. the, of the liquid in the bottle.
0: Okay, so the colors here super rich, super vibrant, not unreal. I mean, if this, I can imagine a Glenlivet executive looking at this, going, "Yeah, we're okay with the colors in this. This matches our our, our scotch." Aside from the snap, the stacking, I almost said snacking because I'm thinking of <laughs> drinking now, aside from the stacking, would you have done major post work to these? Uh,
1: no, really not. No, it, um, cause I do try to, I do try to nail it as much as I can, you know, each individual shot in, 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 uh, in, in camera. Um, I mean, there's always, look, I, I, I can I clean the hell out of the glassware and the bottles before I put it down but inevitably there are a couple of pieces of dust a couple of little like you know little string dust so I I will go through and do some cleanup but I'm really not um yeah, a little contrast I'm not really I'm not altering the colors in any way I mean what you're seeing color wise for the liquid for the, the 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 foil I mean that's that's out of camera pretty much okay and I will you know i'll boost contrast a little bit i may when it's all done i may give it a little bit of a little bit of um of a touch of um you know global adjustment to bring make things pop a little more but
0: for the most part i'm not in there nitpicking this stuff now okay but the 16:9 crop this is this is the last question i really have on this shot because this is yeah. fascinating to me most people you know would shoot 3-2, uh, you know, whatever. Most people don't crop to 69. This is almost an exact 16.9 crop. Yeah. What made you go there? I mean, it was like when, uh, because- I, when you sent me the original, it was like one pixel off of 16.9 at high, high resolution, right? Why?
1: Because I did not like it with additional head space above or below the bottle. When I was when I was looking at them. Um, and playing with it before I, you know, before I, before I hit export, I, I play, a lot of times I'll play with different ratios just to see how I like it better. Um, and just for some reason, getting it tight on the, above the bottle and below the bottle just said, yeah, that, that was, that was the look it had to have. It just made, I think it brought out, it made that more heroic. It filled the frame more with the bottle and that's, that's, that, that was the
0: look. When I saw it, I'm like, yeah, that's that that's what it needs to be. You know what it reminded me of when I first saw it? A billboard on the side of the road. I could completely yeah. see this. And and by the way, the use of I'm gonna say white space because that's the standard term, but the use of black space on the sides, my favorite ad of all time was a bottle of Chevis Regal. This is back, I think, in the 70s. I wasn't probably even old enough to drink yet, but I this for some reason I saw this and thought it was beautifully done. It was a magazine ad, full white page, right? Like however big a magazine is, you know, full page. At the bottom, dead center was a shattered bottle of Chevis Regal. Huh. And all it said at the top of the entire frame was grown men do cry. And that was it. <laughs> it right, was so okay. simple and there was so much space. And that's what I love here: is yes, the tables there, and yes, the trays there, but there's so much you know, space in this shot. So here's, here's the speed round. I'm going to ask some questions. First things that come to your mind, kick an answer out. We move on. Just speed answers. All right. That doesn't mean talk fast though. Although you could. Okay. Top beverage photography tip. Prep. So make sure you, yes,
1: your glass and bottle prep. Um, Make sure the one thing that drives me the the nuts will so this Glen Levitt bottle right. There's the bottle I shot. This is the that's that bottle from the picture. Okay. There's no back label. There's no back label. Take off the back labels. Oh. Right. Get rid of because that's going to kill your lighting, and then you're going to see that black. You're going to see that back label all over the place in the picture right? And you're going to see it. You'll see maybe you might see it over on the other side. You might see it a little bit up in the top. You'll see that back label. So get rid of your back labels. Um, if anything, um, you can use things like uh, dulling spray. Sometimes if you're getting too much uh, reflection, uh, that you want to do maybe the day before, um, if you're doing something where you want to have condensation, use clear coat. So the condensation mixture, the water and glycerin will, uh, will, and glycerin will hold, Okay. to the glass better. Uh, so it's prep. Most of people make fun of me because I shoot so little is it, when I'm actually making the shot because I've put in most of my work on a picture has happened the day before or before that. Okay, I knew exactly what I was going to do. I prepped my glassware. I prepped my bottle. And then I when I shot, you know, I, I think for all seven frames, I think I clicked the shutter on this photo total. Maybe, maybe 15 times, 15 to 20 times max. Okay. So what app can't you live
0: without? Uh, lately, Capture One. Okay. Uh, favorite composition rule? Uh, hmm. No, none. Break them. Okay. Fair enough. Who is a photographer or artist that you think more people should know about?
1: Well, you asked, you said that not a lot of people who are shooting this, uh, shoot this kind of stuff. That's, there's, there's a lot, there are a lot of them. One guy who, who I watched a lot, who helped me learn a lot, a gentleman named Rob Grimm. Uh, he shoots out of, um, out of Chicago area. Um, I mean, he's been doing, he's a food photographer, but he's been doing beverage work. You've seen his work. He does a lot of work for Budweiser. Okay. Um, you know, there are, there are people out there who are doing this. He's one of the ones who I learned a lot from as I was, you know, trying to dissect what people were doing. He, he was, his
0: work was something that I, someone that I really looked at a lot. Okay. And if people want to find Freddie, all things, Freddie, what's your website?
1: Santephoto.com. So it's S-A-N-T-E P-H-O-T-O.com. Okay. Um, or, or Freddie Clark, right? Yeah, I always forget Freddie Clark.photography. Yes. That Freddie Clark.photography will, will redirect you to Santephoto.
0: Photo. Okay. And then all your social media, correct me if I'm wrong, is Santephoto, Photo, right? It
1: is Santephoto. Photo. Yes. It's all uh, Instagram at Sante Photo, uh, Twitter at Sante Photo.
0: That, that's where you're going to, that's where everything is. Yeah. Okay. And the NOLA workshop the wanderers photographic workshops
1: wanderersphoto.com um and like i said you know everything's there it's october 10th through the 14th um and we're going to have a great time it's going to be uh, i'm i can't tell you how much i'm looking forward to it
0: no it's going to be fun be and again fun. for those that you haven't heard me say it before i'll be doing music aunt pruitt doing street and and the vibe of the city Andrew Scrivani doing, who's a New York Times contributor, doing food and beverage. Of course, Freddie is going to help with the food and beverage, but kind of help all of us. Four photographers, one workshop, New Orleans, October. It's going to be a blast. Freddie, thank you so much for doing this again, man. I cannot say I appreciate it enough. Oh man, this is what I got. Cheers, man. I haven't, I haven't, I just poured it, so I haven't taken a sip yet. Well, again, to my, <laughs> my guest, Freddie Clark, thanks so much for doing this. To everybody, I want to remind you if you want to find the podcast or if you want to find me, the podcast is at behindtheshot.tv. I am at SteveBrazil.com. It's the same as the country Brazil, but two L's. If you want to reach out on social media, either Twitter or Instagram, it's at Behind the Shot TV or at SteveBrazil. And please do reach out, give me a follow. YouTube, if you are watching on YouTube, it's Behind the Shot on YouTube, by the way. Uh, make sure that you head down, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. And to everybody, as always, thanks for the support. Thanks for watching. Make sure that you join us next time as we take a look behind the shot. Thank <music> you.